Hi everyone, I'm Liam and this is Words with Women. Welcome to another episode of Words with Women. Today, our guest is Kimberly Paradis, who is a student at the University of Ottawa. Kim is a very active student at the university and she's currently a chair of the board of directors of the student union. Joined by Kim and Don, we will be discussing Kim's experience in the STEM field within the last five years. As always, join us for words of advice, words of wisdom on your bi-weekly podcast, Words with Women. Welcome back to Words with Women. Today I'm joined by Don, our VP career, and our guest for this episode, Kimberly Faradji. So thank you ladies for joining me for this conversation today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be a part of this. Yeah, and I'm excited to be back. Kim and I sort of knew each other through mutual friends, and she's done so much in like the women in STEM community and uh, a lot for the University of mm -hmm. Ottawa. So I really was excited to have her as a guest. Absolutely. We're so happy to have you today, especially that today's topic is uh, women in STEM. You're almost graduated. This is your fifth year. So how is it for you so far? It's been really interesting. I think I learned a lot along the way and it's funny to reflect back on when I was applying to university. I had a totally different idea for what my university career would look like and my future. So it's really interesting to see how much this evolved throughout the last five years. So you started at the university um, in the physics program and then you switched to engineering. Yeah, exactly. So I did start in physics and then after I think the second week of school, in first oh, okay. year, I realized, yeah, no, uh, physics is not really the program for me. And then I switched into computer engineering the year after. How did you know that computer engineering is the right choice? Uh, so I had to take a coding class in my first semester in physics. And I was actually super apprehensive about the course. I thought I wasn't going to do well. And then I ended up really, really enjoying the logic behind it. So I kind of knew I wanted to be in engineering, maybe in a tech field. So the summer after first year, I worked at the science and engineering day camp offered by the faculty of engineering. Mm -hmm. And the first two months of work are developing projects, figuring out what kind of curriculum you're going to offer the children who come to camp. And I noticed that as much as I love coding, I love hardware as well. So the robotics portion of it, mm -hmm. circuit theory, I decided that computer engineering was the one that combined everything I loved and switched into that. That's amazing. And uh, within the last five years of university, um, did you notice a difference between the number of men in an engineering program compared to the number of women? There's almost 50-50 uh, men and women in the chemical engineering program and the biomedical mechanical engineering program. So those, um, I think, have the most gender equality out of all of the programs. So I definitely think more women are entering that. In the last few years, I've seen a lot more women from the time I was in first year to now enter into computer engineering and software engineering. They're becoming a lot more popular and it's really interesting to see how the classes are a little bit more diversified now. I mean, statistically speaking, there is more women entering the STEM programs than what it used to be. And I think that is amazing to see. I remember noticing I was the only woman in my lab. I had that experience that they all warn you about that, you know, there's no women in engineering, like you yeah. might end up being alone in a class. 
and I actually had that experience and I remember noticing it the first lab we were there because I looked around during the demonstration and I was like oh okay wait I'm the only one um and it was funny because I turned to a friend and I said did you notice and he was like wait what because it like wasn't not something that I think men notice if they're in the majority but for me it was so apparent right from the start that I really was the only one in that class in that lab actually so one of the clubs that you were part of um, during your university experience is um, WISE, W-I-S-E, and correct me if I'm saying it wrong? No, you're absolutely pronouncing it right. Uh, yeah, the club is WISE, so Women in Science and Engineering. Okay, perfect. So what can you tell us about the club and how did it shape your experience within university? Yeah, for sure. So WISE was actually the first club I was ever an executive for. Um, and I think it was a really good way to kind of ease into student clubs and organizations. And it's slowly grown over the last few years, which is really cool to see. Basically, it brought together kind of like-minded women who were in STEM fields. Mm-hmm. And just to discuss kind of how we could get more women involved in the field of STEM. So we did a little bit of high school outreach. We went to a couple of schools in Ottawa just to talk about you know, what is STEM? What are all of these programs and why we should have more women in them? And then one initiative I also started offering technical workshops. So I think sometimes uh, workshops like in the U Ottawa Makerspace or in in the other labs that we have in the university, it can be a little bit intimidating to come in and follow a workshop. So we offered some workshops like laser cutting, 3D printing to the members of WISE. So I think it made it a bit more of an inclusive workspace and it was just really interesting to see people show up and be able to teach them all these things that they may have been a little apprehensive to do on their own. I think these are amazing initiatives and we definitely need more and more of them. And uh, by doing these activities and being more involved or organizing these workshops, what surprised you the most or did anything um, caught your attention? I just think I was so surprised by the amount of women who are willing to show up and wanted to learn that didn't feel like they had the environment to do before we started offering these workshops. I think that's what really surprised me because we we know that these can be intimidating environments for women. I think theoretically we all have that knowledge but to actually experience it and see it happen was really eye-opening and I'm so glad I got to see it in the beginning of my university career because I think it definitely put me in a better position to understand uh, like my, my female peers. So I think that was the most surprising part. I know for myself that being a part of women management networks and helping with diverse events at the Telfer School of Management, I was able to gain more clarity, clarity in terms of what I want to do in the future, meet different professionals and uh, organizations and companies and get to know them. Do you feel the same about being part of WISE and being part of these workshops? It gives you the space to meet with like-minded people where you can kind of share your opinions or your fears or things that are stressing you out um, in a space where you feel like someone might be able to relate more than, you know, with just your classmates doing uh, a lab project at night. And also gives you the opportunity to learn more about engineering and or science, not just from like the very technical design perspective. So obviously engineering is very axed on design. We're going to design new innovative things. And I think being part of so many clubs was the reason that I was like, okay, I'm actually really interested in policy. I like writing policy about the tech that I'm learning about. How about I pursue a job in that field? And then I got a job writing policy at the government, but with a tech focus. 
And I think it just kind of snowballed into figuring out what I like. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the design portion of engineering. There's so many other disciplines that involve what you'd learn in an engineering degree, but a little bit differently. So like project management or consulting, things like that. I think you learn quicker about them in clubs than you would just being in class. I know one of my biggest surprises when I was applying to jobs, because last summer it was the time for me, I was applying to internships, full-time jobs, basically everything. And I was focusing more on consulting jobs because that's the path that I want to take. And to my surprise, a lot of the people that I networked with in these companies and overall, they had a background in engineering, which I did not expect because I just assumed that most of these students will have a background. I mean, most of these professionals will have a background in um, business or something, something close to that. For sure. And I think that's so interesting. It's something that uh, some people know when they enter engineering, but not a lot, I would say. Uh, but yeah, it's so interesting. There's so many things to do with an engineering degree that's not just like being in a lab designing something. And I think that's super interesting. And I'm so happy that I got to learn about it so early on through all of these different clubs. And speaking of jobs and job hunting, how was your experience within the last five years? Um, for me, I've been extremely lucky when it comes to applying for jobs. Uh, where for the most part, it's been completely smooth sailing. I felt like it was a totally fair process. Mm -hmm. And actually, the job I currently hold at the government, I was on an all-women's team uh, for the first little bit, which was kind of surprising. I hadn't been in that kind of environment in so long. Don, I know that this summer you're working in an HR position for Sienna, uh, and specifically with engineers. Is there anything that you noticed or... Any insights that you would like to share with us? Yeah, for sure. So I know I heard this fact while working in talent acquisition is that psychologically women are sort of less likely to apply for jobs that have male dominated wording or phrasing. Um, so I know that's something that we sort of wanted to kind of fix and kind of attract more women. But do you think that there's a way that companies can attract more female talent in STEM? I definitely think one thing for me specifically beyond the wording that you've already mentioned, is if I look at their website and everyone they have in leadership or on their contact page is a man, that definitely will deter me from applying because A, it's a lower chance of me finding a mentor who kind of has had the same experiences as me. And second, what future do I have in this company? If it's all men in positions of leadership, what are my odds of moving up on the ladder and getting a position in leadership? It doesn't look all that great if on their website all I see are pictures of men. So I think that's definitely a huge, huge thing. Yeah. Um, and one of the easy, not I wouldn't say it's one of the easiest ones to fix, but it's definitely the first one that you'll notice. Absolutely. I mean, it could be a very small detail on their website or something like that, but it speaks volumes about the company's culture and uh, employees and dynamic overall. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's something, uh, even though it's we're saying it's kind of a little thing, if a company hasn't caught on that that may be an issue, yeah. usually I prefer to work for a company who has caught on that, okay, yeah, we need to have, you know, men and women showing up to these events to represent our, our company because the students that we're hiring are students. They're going to need mentors as they grow and learn through their degree and figure out where they want to go next. Yeah. Yeah, it matters. Yeah. 
Yeah. Even just working on a team, I find if I was in a team, which I'm not HR, I feel is mainly women. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's less of a, uh, it's less of a 70, 30 kind of quota when it comes to, I guess, HR specifically. But if I was working on a team with mainly just males, I would feel almost intimidated and, I think that's another thing that companies really need to take into account is that just because there are leaders that are female, it's important to have, you know, both men and women on a team together working cohesively. We keep saying that engineering programs or positions attract more men traditionally, and we say the same for HR or nursing, that it attracts more women. Do you think there is a reason behind that? So I think there may be less men in human resources, maybe just based off of the stereotypes of what human resources entails. Uh, Just like Kim said about STEM, there tends to be a stream that men gravitate towards more in business. I work personally with talent acquisition, so we do a lot of recruiting um, and we find and source people that we think would be a good fit for a team. And we hear a lot about uh, a ratio of men to women in tech in STEM that tends to be 80-20 or Mm -hmm. 70-30. So when we were prepping for this episode, we made a poll on Instagram just to see if people have any more questions that they wanted to ask. And one of the questions that came up a lot is, uh, if you ever feel the need to overcompensate or work harder to prove yourself in the field. Yeah, absolutely. I've always noticed that I don't really fit the bill, at least physically, of what an engineer should be. And so walking into class, I've always felt a lot of imposter syndrome. Like throughout my entire degree, I've felt it. And it's only now that I can recognize it and work on it, although I think it'll it'll be here for a while while I work it out. But because of that, if I'm in a group project and it's all men, I do feel like we'll have these discussions at a group meeting. And if there's one or two terms I didn't understand in the meeting or I wasn't sure I followed, I'll go home and study and research and figure out what they were saying when I know that it's very possible the the man on this team also didn't understand one or two things, went home, and it wasn't a huge deal to them. So I definitely feel like I have to make sure I understand absolutely everything and are really careful with my words. Yeah. And I don't think that's the case, at least from speaking to my male friends in engineering, that's not the case for them. They're like, oh, like it, it's fine if you don't understand everything or you're kind of slipping on, on your words. And I'm like, oh, gosh, no, uh, I can't be doing that. So I definitely think I feel like I always have to prove that I'm on the ball the same as everybody else. By doing that, I'm definitely putting in way more work. Mm-hmm. I think it was especially last year. So I did struggle in school a little bit in the beginning of my undergrad. Um, because I'm bipolar and it was just uh, a lot of issues and it was really difficult. But in the last year, I've gotten a lot better health-wise and I ended up doing a lot better in school, obviously. Um, And I think I was getting the same comments from men while I was getting much higher grades than them. And I think for the first time, it was so just, it was just became so obvious to me Mm -hmm. that like I was going to get these comments and I was going to feel this way regardless of my grades. I could be getting A's in a course and I still felt like I wasn't doing enough. I wasn't asking smart enough questions in group conversation. So when I noticed that I had to kind of sit down and be like, okay, this is not, this is an internal problem. Like this is something you have to figure out um, and deal with because you are an intelligent person. You have intelligent things to say. You need to not try to constantly prove yourself and instead just ask that question or say that comment because it is valid. 
I think I had a similar experience maybe like in my first and second year when like when you're in a meeting you're always kind of like hesitant to ask the question that you have in mind just because you assume for some reason that everyone knows the answers besides you and if you're asking the question it's just going to make it make you like look stupid or dumb or like any any of the variation and it's it's so powerful that you had like your own self realization because people can tell you all the time that you know you're powerful you're intelligent but i think it's so amazing kim that you kind of had the realization that yes i am really smart and yes i am capable and yes my questions are valid so that's incredible yeah for sure no thank you and i think it's something there's one thing i could go back and tell my younger self that would be it i think i've i've always been smart regardless of my grades but it's really hard to kind of reinforce that when you feel a, a little bit like an alien amongst everybody else especially if you're the only woman there especially if you don't feel like you look the part of a computer engineer. So it's for sure something I'd go back and tell myself to just ask for the explanation twice if I need the explanation yeah. twice. That's totally okay. Nobody understands everything the first time, 100%. I think for me, the piece of advice that I, I, I tell myself, no one will remember anyway. <laughs> That's feel, true. <laughs> yeah. No, like people are so, you know, uh, like busy with their life, with everything they do. People don't really remember. And, I, and I'm realizing this more and more. Yeah. <laughs> As school goes, but yeah. yeah. It's just sort of like answer the question wrong, ask the question twice, like you deserve to get the right answer. Exactly. And I, there's so many times I was like, man, if you just seeked out clarity, you could have done so much better, but you just were intimidated by yourself. And it would have saved a lot of time as well, because instead of asking your question, getting your answer, and then move on to something else, you're probably going to end up going home and researching it for like five hours. <laughs> your day is over. So now that we're talking about women in STEM and everything, is there any, anything that you would like to say to either like high school students or women in general, general who are thinking to go um, to a STEM program? I would say do it. I know we, it's, engineering we kind of paint it as a scary program as being difficult a lot of hours a lot of studying it takes a lot of school to get there and I think that can be really really discouraging so I would say if you're considering it do it yeah just absolutely do it and if you need to change programs after first year second year that's also super okay you're better off doing something you love and just kind of figuring out your path along the way than trying to have everything figured out from the start and then realizing when you're done undergrad that you actually don't enjoy the degree you have. Yeah. So I definitely showed up in physics in my first year and I was like, I'm going to love this. I'm going to do a master's. I'm going to do a PhD. I'm going to teach and do research. That's clearly not the path I'm on. <laughs> and that's totally okay. I picked what I loved. It got me to the University of Ottawa. Following what I loved got me a computer engineering degree doing all these clubs that I absolutely loved has now allowed me to realize that I want to apply into law with my engineering background. And I think that's absolutely amazing. So I would tell younger women who want to go into STEM to just do it. And if you change your mind, either within STEM or to leave STEM, that's so okay. And it's so valid and just follow what you love because that'll get you a job that you love. I think that's a very important advice because a lot of people, as you said, like they come in with like a fixed mindset. This is what it is. This is the path that I have. But then it turns out like within the first year, you just realize, oh, this is not what I expected it to be. So by going and doing it, at least you have an idea and you can be like, 
asking like five years down, down the line, what if I changed? Like, what if I did go to like engineering or any other program? I think it's so important. And it's so important to just be able to realize that it's okay if six months in you don't like it. Yeah. I've met so many people who stuck to their undergraduate program because that's what they should be doing because it's what they started because they don't want to waste all this time. And as much as I totally understand that like it's a privilege to have the money to switch out and start over or add an extra year to your degree, I also think it's so important to just see what you see what you enjoy and try to follow that as much as you possibly can and don't feel forced to stay within a program that you don't like. If you don't like the program, you probably won't like the job. I mean, speaking of that, I feel that I'm one of those people because I finished <laughs> I was in finance for four years and now I added like a double degree. I started university doing finance and basically the mindset was like, I'm in finance, I need to finish my degree right now and then I can decide what I want to do later, uh, which I do not regret in any way finishing finance because it really teaches you a lot of knowledge and everything. But towards the end, I knew that it's not for me. So um, I added another degree. So now I will be finishing my second degree soon, hopefully. But it did take me some while to um, make that decision. I think, and I think it's something we're definitely uh, all guilty of a little bit where we stick around because we're like, oh, maybe it's just not a fun semester. Maybe it gets uh, better. Yeah, yeah maybe it gets, <laughs> uh, it gets better. Um, and I definitely, I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm absolutely in love, head over heels with computer engineering, but I do think that if you like it, you should, you should try to sit it out. And if you don't, maybe consider, like, is it just this class? Personally, how I realized that finance is not for me, I had an internship um, for, I think it was two summers ago in the field, and it was, like, purely finance. And I just did not enjoy it. Like, the work was okay. I did good, but... Um, I did not enjoy it and see myself um, going into a finance job or like having a career in finance, although like the knowledge is important. And I do think that everyone should have some um, finance laws, uh, knowledge overall. And it's the same thing that I can say about the degree. Like my grades are good. Um, I did well in these classes. So I had less of an incentive to think about it hardly and say, oh, like I want to switch the program or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's amazing that like you had the you had good grades in finance. You did your whole four years, and you were like, okay, I need to add something to make you more interesting. Yeah, exactly. I think that's huge. I wish that someone told me in first year, like, you're not going to graduate in four years, and that's okay. <laughs> I really wish someone had told me that for sure. And I think I don't know where it's just it's not a rush. And I wish somebody had told me that because if I had graduated in four years, I would have graduated university at 21. And that's so young. Yeah. Now graduating at 22, like that's, that's totally okay as well. So for sure, knowing that you can take extra time, I think is a really good uh, reminder. Yeah, it's your time to also discover what you like and like use your university experience to explore your options and what you would like to do in the future. Because I feel once you graduate, you get a full-time job and just life happens. Everything gets super busy. So, Kim, I have one last question for you before we move to our rapid three, two, one questions. And my question is, when do you hope to see the STEM field in five years from now? In five years, I would definitely, the one thing I'd want to see at least is more women entering STEM programs in university, and particularly the tech fields. I think there's just so much room for women to do so well and bring new perspectives 
bring diversity to the workforce. So just at least seeing these women enter into university in those fields would make me so incredibly happy because I think it's something tangible that can happen in five years. Within companies and businesses, I do think that these changes take a lot of time, but at least if there's more people graduating or more women graduating from STEM degrees, then there's more women who are in the workforce and available for those jobs, and then they can help create change within different businesses. Thank you, Kim, so much for being with us here today. And now we have our rapid three, two, one. And just to explain it very briefly, the first question will have a three-word answer. The second question will have a two-word answer. And the last question will have a one-word uh, one answer. So for the first question, uh, what are the three values that got you where you are today? I think it would be compassion, resiliency, and self-confidence. I think those are definitely the three uh, things that got me where I am. For the second question that we have, what are the two things that keeps you inspired and motivated? As in, what are the two things that keeps you grounded and keeps you going when um, not everything is going as planned? So one of the things would just be looking back at the change I've already made in my undergrad through all the clubs I've done and the advocacy work I've done. I think it makes me look back and say, okay, I didn't I didn't just get an engineering degree. I'm not just doing an engineering degree. I'm doing other things on the side, and that keeps me motivated. And the other thing I would say, especially recently, has been that I am super passionate about law and policy within engineering. So looking forward and applying to law school has been a huge motivator for me to keep going even when, you know, classes are rough or there's a lot to hand in all at once. It's so, like a yeah. goal that you're looking towards too. Exactly. Perfect. And uh, for the last question, what is the one skill you think is important in all aspects of life? So if you have to pick one skill that you think is very crucial in all aspects of life, what would it be? I think it would definitely just be to have empathy for others. And that's easy, way easier said than done when life gets busy. But I think that's been absolutely crucial for me to learn in university that there's a lot going on in everybody's lives. And when there's little hiccups along the road, like when a professor's not answering my email, or when I feel like maybe it's a little bit more tense at a work meeting, there's other th there's external factors that are playing into this. And we're really all just trying to get through school, do our jobs, find something that we're passionate about. So having that empathy and realizing that there's other things going on in people's lives has really just helped me take a step back when I'm getting frustrated and be like, okay, I, I've been through difficult things, therefore I have to be able to understand that other people have also been through difficult things and could be going through at the same time. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Words with Women. I really hope you enjoyed it and make sure to follow us on Instagram at TelferWMN, on Facebook and LinkedIn under Telfer Women in Management Network. We also organize online events and our next event is Real Talks Entrepreneurship is coming up soon. So stay tuned for that. Thanks again for listening and have an amazing week.